Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Bothell Amplified. Pastor Joe here. We have a great episode for you today. We wrapped up our Fresh Breath series. It was a four-week series uh, looking at the movement of the Holy Spirit throughout Scripture and in our lives. Today we focus on the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. And we drew from Romans chapter 8, verses 22 to 27. I hope you enjoy and go ahead and check it out. Some of you know that uh, every morning since last April, a group of us have been gathering on Zoom at 7.30 a.m. Monday through Friday for our daily morning meditations. Last year, we read through the Psalms and reflected on them, and this year we've been chugging along, starting with Genesis 1 and following our one-year Bible reading challenge plan. And if you're interested in either of these ministries of our church, the morning meditations or the one-year challenge, you can find more information on our website. But this week, we're uh, in First Chronicles. <laughs> And we get to chapter 28, which is the part of the transition between King David and his son, King Solomon. And it is uh, King Solomon who will build for God and for Israel the temple at Jerusalem. And, and, and David instructs his son, Solomon, he says, Know God and serve God with single mind and willing heart, for God searches every mind and understands every plan and thought. And then he goes on to say this, he says, If you seek God, God will be found by you. If you seek God, God will be found by you. And I remember our group uh, sitting with this uh, verse for a while when, when one of our members shared this beautiful image. She said, you know, it's a lot like when I play hide and seek with my grandchildren. You know when they're counting, right? One, two, Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ready or not, here I come. And they start looking, calling for you. And after a little bit, if they haven't found you already, you kind of peek out from your hiding spot and say, Here I am, you let yourself be found. You let yourself be found. Over these past few weeks, we've been navigating through this series called Fresh Breath, where we are looking more closely at the Holy Spirit, at God's presence at work in the world. And I wonder if the Spirit is not like that, letting herself be found while we are on this journey called life. We've been looking to those places in Scripture where we see the Holy Spirit actively at work. And so far, we've seen the Holy Spirit move in big and grand and profound and magnificent ways. Three weeks ago, we, we launched a series by seeing how the Holy Spirit gives life, how the Holy Spirit moved across the vast emptiness in Genesis, how at creation, God breathed the life-giving Spirit into human, and we saw how we too are are invited into that life-giving work with the Spirit. And two weeks ago, we, we returned to Ezekiel, and we saw how the Holy Spirit moved in the valley of dead, dry bones, bones that were empty of life, and how the Spirit that was present at creation also breathed that same breath onto these bones of despair, of hopelessness, reviving life again. And last week we celebrated Pentecost, 
And we saw the Holy Spirit fill the disciples who were gathered, making her presence known with a sound like the rush of a violent wind, fire falling upon each of them, connecting people, connecting lives through language and through love. Well, today we see the Spirit moving a little differently. Paul is writing to this church in Rome and, Rome, and he speaks to a groaning, to all of creation groaning, groaning at the agony of the world. And goodness, can't we speak to the agony of the world? Thinking about the lives lost over the course of of this pandemic. I'm thinking about the lives lost in another mass shooting this time in California. I'm thinking about the legacy of the January 6th insurrection. I'm thinking about the family and loved ones of Manuel Ellis in Tacoma. I'm thinking about the ways we are not caring for our world, for our environment. I'm thinking about the increase in homelessness and houselessness, the heightened challenges to emotional health and mental health. I'm thinking about your calls and your emails about so-and-so dying of cancer, so-and-so losing their job, so-and-so living with depression, so-and-so wrestling with addiction, so-and-so dying from suicide. Can you hear the groaning of all of creation, the collective groans of our world? And here's what's fascinating about our text. You see, we don't know too much about the life of the early Roman church. We know that Paul has never been there and we know that there was this church that was starting to build in, in power, in mass. They were gaining momentum. We know that the Jews were expelled from Rome in 49 CE because of a religious disturbance, but they returned sometime in the mid-50s CE, maybe 54, which, which caused a lot of tension between the Christian Gentiles and these Jews who were returning. And it appeared that these Christian Jews were, were struggling with the idea of becoming a shared chosen people. And, even thinking that, 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 that Paul was turning his back on his own while the Christian Gentiles were believing that God had rejected those same Jews for rejecting the gospel. And Paul, in this letter, in his ministry, he's working to validate both the Gentile Christians and the Christian Jews who are growing and serving together. He's trying to validate the community that begins to form and so not only was this church in Rome trying to figure out how to coexist with one another, they're also being challenged and persecuted by society and the powers that be. And in the midst of all that, they're trying to figure out who they were, what is their identity, what do they believe, how do they understand their faith and how to live faithful lives. And Paul says to them, we know that the whole creation has been groaning. He doesn't promise that through a life of faith that there won't be groaning. That suddenly because you claim to have a relationship with this Jesus, with, with this God, that because you experience the movement of the Holy Spirit at work in the world, he doesn't promise that all will be well for you. He says we know that the whole creation has been groaning. 
And so Paul says, when you have that groaning, when. You see, the promise is not that life gets easier when the Spirit is present. The promise is that in the groaning, God's Spirit groans with you, that you are not alone in your groaning. God's Spirit helps us in our weakness, even in those moments when we don't know how to pray, when the burdens of the world are too heavy and words cannot adequately articulate our own despair, even then the Spirit prays in you. God's Spirit prays for you with the sighs too deep for words. And that breath, God's life-giving, life-reviving, life-connecting breath blows through the situation, blows through the moment. God's spirit exhales that sigh too deep for words, reminding you of God's presence and God's promise that you are not alone. <sighs> you know, we have a new reader in our house. Our, our oldest has been working hard learning his letters and being able to put them into words. And it's simply the most uh, magical thing for me to, to watch when something clicks in a child's mind when, when, when things start to make sense. And so we've been uh, bringing out some of the books that we used to read to him when he was younger, books that we now read to his sister. And, and we're starting to have him make out the words and read them for himself. And, and we came across this great book that was gifted to us by Reverend Sarah Casey. Many of you may remember she had served here at Bothell a couple years ago, but she gave us this book. Uh, it's called Wherever You Are, My Love Will find you. And it's by Nancy Tillman. She's an author dedicated to creating books that convey to children everywhere that they are loved. And I remember when she gave it to us, when, when Joanne, my, my spouse, was pregnant with our oldest, she said, this book is really about the Holy Spirit. And we all laughed. And then she said, no, 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 seriously, this book is about the Holy Spirit. Well, this morning, I want to invite you to decide for yourself. It goes something like this. I wanted you more than you ever will know. So I sent love to follow wherever you go. It's high as you wish it. It's quick as an elf. You'll never outgrow it. It stretches itself. So climb any mountain. Climb up to the sky. My love will find you. My love can fly. Make a big splash, go out on a limb, my love will find you, my love can swim. It never gets lost, never fades, never ends. If you're working or playing or sitting with friends, you can dance till you're dizzy, paint till you're blue. There's no place, not one, that my love can't find you. And if someday you're lonely, 
or someday you're sad or you strike out at baseball or think you've been bad, just lift up your face, feel the wind in your hair. That's me, my sweet baby. My love is right there. In the green of the grass, in the smell of the sea, in the clouds floating by at the top of a tree, in the sound crickets make at the end of the day, you are loved, you are loved, you are loved, they all say. My love is so high and so wide and so deep. It's always right there, even when you're asleep. So hold your head high and don't be afraid to march to the front of your own parade. If you're still my small babe or you're all the way grown, my promise to you is that you're never alone. You are not alone. You are not alone. You are never alone. Can you feel it? Do you believe it? Can you experience the breath that comes from God to give life, to revive life, to connect lives together, to be with us in our weakness? You are not alone. You are not Alone, you are never alone. Church, it is a hard and broken world out there. And we see the brokenness all around us every day. Open up your email browsers, find uh, news articles, open your email, find um, uh, in, in the newspapers, on the nightly news. We live in a world that is broken and hurting, yearning for good news, yearning for hope. And the promise is that in that world, in this world, you are not alone. So as we prepare our hearts to go out, to be in the world, to be present with our neighbors, to becoming Christ in the community, won't you take a moment to fill your lungs with that love? Fill your lungs with God's spirit. Breathe in, take in the goodness of God's spirit promised to you, promised to you. You are not alone. You are not alone. You are never alone. And for that, we give God thanks. Let's pray. God, we give you thanks for this time together, for an opportunity to be together in community. Though we cannot be physically together, we trust that your love and your spirit does connect us, does unite us. And so, God, we pray for that spirit to fall afresh on us. 
that we would seek out those places of brokenness, that we would be reminded that it is your breath, your ruach that gives us life, that revives life, that connects lives together, that helps us in our weakness, and that we might be the embodiment of your spirit in the world. Help us to be bold and empower us to live into our purpose of becoming more like your son. Fall afresh on us, Holy Spirit. We yearn for your spirit in our lives and in our world today. It is in the holy name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. All right, so that was the final sermon in our Fresh Breath series. I hope you've been blessed by it as we've explored how the Holy Spirit gives life, the Holy Spirit revives life, the Holy Spirit connects lives together, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. We hope you have a fantastic week. Stick around for later this week for another episode, and we will check in with you then. Bye.